What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This is the podcast for people who give a shit about being a decent human, and I am so happy to have you here. Thank you for caring. (laughs) I'm doing a grab bag of episodes this week. I shared my crazy mixed up list of things that are currently giving me life on Monday, one of which was CBD. Now, I don't want to bore you. I've shared this story a few times now, but I had my appendix out a couple of weeks ago. And my pain reliever of choice in those days when everything hurt, coughing hurt, laughing hurt, rolling over hurt, was CBD. And I was telling my friends about it because a lot of my friends and family members have recently had surgeries or broken their wrist or been experiencing back pain. And I just want them to know, like, this thing really helped me. And my doctor gave me Oxy and Tylenol, and those things didn't really help that much. But they've had a lot of questions about it, and I've been having a lot of conversations about it. So I thought it would be a good idea to put it all in an episode. Full disclosure, I do have a sponsor that is a CBD company right now, but they are definitely not paying me to do this episode. This is arising organically out of my own experience. I will say, though, that the CBD products that I've been using are theirs. You will hear the spot as soon as we take a break, and you will hear more about those specific products then. But here, I just want to talk about, like, what is CBD? What does the science say? How do you know how to use it? So first off, what is CBD? CBD stands for, gosh, can I even say this? Cannabidiol. Cannabidiol. I don't know how you say it, but it is a chemical compound found in the cannabis sativa plant. When you apply it topically to your skin or eat it through edible consumption like oil or gummy or powder or pill, CBD interacts with neuroceptors in your endocannabinoid system. Your endocannabinoid system is, according to Harvard Health, critical for almost every aspect of our moment-to-moment functioning. It regulates and controls many of our most critical bodily functions, such as learning and memory, emotional processing, sleep, temperature control, pain control, inflammatory and immune responses, and eating. That was all from Harvard Health. Back to me. We have a ton of cannabinoid receptors in our brains and bodies. Endocannabinoids are natural substances that our bodies produce, but they are very structurally similar to molecules in the cannabis plant. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Harvard Health also points out that humans have been using the cannabis plant for about 5,000 years. There are a lot of synergies between the human body and the cannabis plant. And lots of people are using CBD. Now, to be clear, CBD is not the same as THC or what we think of as pot or weed or marijuana, which gives you a high. CBD does not give you that high feeling. According to a Forbes Health survey, about 60% of U.S. adults report having used CBD before. 
What are they using that for? Well, we're going to talk about that after the break, as well as what you should keep in mind if you're thinking about trying CBD. Okay, welcome back. So what are people mostly using CBD for? And what does CBD have the most track record in research for being effective? One of the top things people use CBD for is to reduce anxiety and lower the physical and psychological effects of stress. A New York Times article reported that more than 60% of CBD users have taken it for anxiety. And that's according to a survey of 5,000 people that was conducted by the Brightfield Group, which is a cannabis market research firm. Celebrities have talked about using it for anxiety. Kim Kardashian West, for example, turned to it when she was, quote, freaking out over the birth of her fourth baby. Some people use it also to help them sleep, so to relax them and then help them drift off, including the professional golfer Bubba Watson, who has talked about it, and Martha Stewart gives it to her French bulldog to calm them down. I am going to get some for my dog because our dog is so anxious. Oh my goodness. Every time somebody comes over, she just gets so excited and barks so much and she just can't calm down. So I'm thinking maybe I'll give Cookie a little bit of CBD. It's very popular to give it to your pets. But that's not what this episode is about. That's just a little tangent. In terms of studies for the effectiveness of CBD in reducing anxiety, there have been a number of studies that have looked at CBD's effectiveness in reducing anxiety. Specifically, studies have found that it can reduce PTSD symptoms, although some of the studies that have looked at that have included products that have THC in them. So it's not exactly apples to apples, but I mean, if something is helping in PTSD, I feel like that is very hopeful and helpful for dealing with just your kind of guard variety, everyday stress and anxiety. Other studies have found that CBD helps reduce symptoms of anxiety in healthy adults after a variety of different situations meant to provoke anxiety in the lab. So one study gave people some meds, some prescription meds that actually induce anxiety symptoms. And then another study had people perform a public speaking assignment, which is typically one of the things that stress people out the most. And then another study just selected patients who have social anxiety disorder. And these studies did find that CBD had statistically significant effect in terms of reducing the symptoms of anxiety. Now, a lot of these studies were really small, you know, maybe 10 people, 14 people, 20 people. And the subjects all knew that they were taking CBD. So it could have been a placebo effect. But there was one double blind clinical trial, which is one of gold standard trial, meaning that the subjects and even the researchers who were administering the CBD didn't know which participants were getting the CBD and which were getting the placebo. They gave it to teenagers who have social anxiety for four weeks, 300 milligrams a day, and they did experience a significant reduction in anxiety symptoms after four weeks. And contrary to the stereotype that people who use marijuana frequently, which again is different from CBD, although they are from the same plant, CBD has been shown to improve cognition in people who suffer from anxiety. I found that very interesting. But if you think about it, if you're feeling anxious, it's hard to think straight. So it kind of makes sense. Personally, I have given it to two people who are close to me who are on an emotional roller coaster. And one of those big emotions that they were experiencing was anxiety. 
One of them was one of my children during the pandemic, during remote schooling, and there was so much isolation and that the world was turned upside down. And the other one was my dad, and he was selling his house and going through the ups and downs of the real estate world, and it was really fraying his nerves. And they both thanked me profusely later. They said, thank you so much for sharing that with me. It really helped me during a tough time. Now, I will say that even though CBD is helpful for anxiety, it's not a replacement for traditional mental health treatments like therapy and just talking to people and staying connected to people socially. But it is a helpful support. You know, it can maybe help you get through a tough time. Another area that CBD has a lot of track record with and the most robust body of evidence around CBD is regarding treating chronic non-cancer related pain. In a 2020 study, researchers administered CBD topically to a group of patients with neuropathy as a result of spinal cord nerve damage. And then they compared that group who got the CBD cream to another group with the same condition that got a placebo. So again, this is helpful. This helps us trust the study a little bit more when you compare the people who get the intervention with the people who didn't get the intervention. And the results showed a significant reduction in the intense, sharp pains that neuropathy can bring, as well as the cold, itchy sensations, kind of the pins and needles thing, compared to those who use the placebo. And no participants reported adverse side effects. So just a note, all the studies that I'm mentioning, I'm linking to in the show notes if you want to do a deep dive. Another study found that CBD did not seem to help reduce pain associated with Crohn's disease. So it doesn't apply to every situation across the board. Maybe it's more bone and nerve pain and not so much like intestinal organ pain. But other studies have found that it did help reduce pain from fibromyalgia. And studies have found that it does not have negative effects with long-term use. Many of these studies have been really well-designed, not just double-blinded and placebo-controlled like I've been talking about, but also randomized, so nobody knows what they're getting. And one of these well-designed studies found that treatment with CBD among patients who were suffering from chronic pain that hadn't responded to other treatments experienced significantly reduced pain. Other studies have found CBD cream helpful in reducing the pain of neuropathy, and some have found that if someone has just general chronic pain, it's not necessarily associated with a specific condition, they may not have found that it significantly reduced the pain, but they did find that it significantly helped improve sleep and helped improve quality of life. And there have been studies too, particularly a New Zealand study where they looked at 400 non-cancer chronic pain patients, found that it was safe for prolonged use and that those people also reported improvements in pain and improvements in quality of life. And then CBD has actually been approved by the Food and Drug Administration in treating hard-to-treat seizures and epilepsy, even in kids. And it's been approved for this usage since 2018, which I think is kind of cool to know, although, of course, it's only one specific usage the FDA really is the gold standard, and it's been hard to do a lot of studies on CBD because, because it comes from the hemp plant and the federal law. It's not exactly legal, even though it's not the psychotropic version of cannabis. It's made it hard to have a lot of good, big studies and then to get FDA approval, but they did manage to get it for this one specific use, which to me suggests that there are going to be other uses coming down the pike. 
Something to keep in mind, though, when you're thinking about trying CBD is that you want to look at the formulation. Some of the CBD supplements are formulated for specific functions like sleep, and they probably come with melatonin in them, which means that you probably wouldn't want to take that at 10 o'clock in the morning because your back pain is flaring up. You know what I mean? Some of them are also formulated more towards stress, and they may come packaged with another supplement, another herbal component in it, like ashwagandha or a group of herbs called adaptogens, which means they help reduce stress. If you need to like help rev up your stress response, they help you do that. And if you need to tone down your stress response, they help you do that. And these are herbs that have been used for millennia as kind of a general tonic. And so if you just want CBD, you have to kind of read the label and make sure that you're just getting CBD and it's not coming with something else in it like melatonin or ashwagandha. I mean, those things aren't bad, but you just need to know what purpose you want to use it for. You also really want to check out the company's website. They should tell you where their hemp is from and they should tell you how they test it and that they do test it to make sure that what they say on the label is actually what is in the supplement. It's a really big deal and an expense and a hurdle for companies to go through this testing. And so if they're doing it, they are going to tell you about it because they're going to want you to know about it because they know that it's going to help you trust their brand. So go on their website and take just a couple of minutes to look around. And definitely tell your pharmacist and your doctor if you're taking it so they can just keep an eye on how it might interact with any other medications that you're taking. Again, it's CBD is natural, it's from a plant, but you want to make sure that your supplement is pure and you also want to make sure that you are just telling your doctor about it. It's perfectly legal, it is non-psychotropic, it is okay. It's not something that you have to hide and keep secret. Deal? Okay. I hope that you will come back for Friday's episode when I am talking about the adulting that March is the perfect time to do. It's a little checklist for you so that you can head into the busier spring season knowing that you've taken care of some business, like Elvis used to say, and just feel good. You can catch up on stuff that you've been ignoring and get ahead on stuff that you're going to be ignoring once we're outside enjoying barbecues and trips to the park and etc. So I hope you'll come back. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 